What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Community Pod. I'm your host, Sister Class, and I got an, another amazing guest in the building. I got Eastside Chris. What's going on? Appreciate you, bro. How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, would you be able to tell the people what it is that you do? Uh, I'm a sound engineer. Shit. I'm a clothing designer now, and I'm learning how to pick up video editing as well. I'm doing a little bit of everything right now. Got you. So when you became an engineer, right? Well, I guess we could go back, right, a little bit in time. So where is it that you found your passion for, the, I guess, the music industry? So I started off, I was trying to be a cop at first. And I was dro- I was about to drop out of college, and my boy actually hit me up, and he was like, yo, I know you like the creative process of music, TV, and everything. He's like, why don't you learn how to work in it? So then that's where it all came about. Gotcha. I just started doing some research on YouTube. Did you ever think that you'd be where you are right now? I know that's an early question, but I feel like at your age, well, how old are you? 27. 27. So I feel like at your age, you've been able to work with a lot of individuals, right? Mm-hmm. And accomplish many things, but not not to say that your accomplishments end here, because I can only imagine what the future has or holds for you. Facts. So what does it feel like to be able to do, I guess, accomplish all the things that you have already? It feels good, man, but it still doesn't feel like enough. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I feel it's that. Like, it's like there's so much more for, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think anybody, especially when you hustle as hard as you do, mm-hmm. right? Because I feel like in an industry where you're chasing your dream, it's all about hustle and understanding that it's not that you're scheduled for tomorrow. It's I need to make sure I'm working tomorrow. Facts. It's it's It sucks sometimes, too, because, like, you could put all your work in. You could go as hard as you want, and you still won't feel like you deserve to, like, rest. Or to chill. You'll try to chill. I, like, me personally, I'll try to, like, socialize, be with family and friends. And, like, I just feel so bad inside that I'm not working and trying to do more today the way I was this whole week. Like, I'm, I'm never satisfied. I, I always feel like I can't. if I can do more, I have the energy to do more, I should be doing more. I'm trying to work on that, though. Not yet. I got to enjoy life, bro. Why do you feel like they, that you feel like that? Why do I feel like I feel like that? I don't know, man. It'd be my brain. My brain is just like always on go mode. I've been like that for the la- these last few years. I, I, it's like a part of me at this point. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, bro. Do you feel like it stems from because I feel the same way where if I'm not working or if I'm not doing something to, you know, progress or do better in my life, I feel like I'm wasting a day or I'm wasting time. And I feel like time is very, very important. So I'm just, I sit back and I believe the same thing you do. I do feel like for me, it stems from my parents struggling. Mm. And it's like seeing the rest of my family not be at a spot where I want to be. Like, I can't look at somebody and be like, yeah, that's what I'm, what, what my goal is. I want to get advice from them. But it's like, I have no one in my life that's ever been in this field or ever chased a dream like I'm chasing my dream. So who is there to ask? That's exactly, that's the same situation with me. I actually got into it with someone from, I'm not even going to talk about that though. Because it happened today, right before this. And I was just like, damn, like I'm being tested again on my hustle. Because they don't understand what I have to do to get to where I want to be. Those conversations are like so rough with family. My family personally, like 
they never really understood. They understand the results, but they never understood where my mind was while I was trying to get those results. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, man, it's a struggle. Not so. yet. And it is, it sucks because, you know, family's everything. And when mm-hmm. you hear it from, you know, people that you consider super close to you, people that you consider to, to have your best interests at heart. And most of the time when they do come at you crazy, it's because, and when I say come at you crazy, I mean, when they approach you in a, in a, I guess a kind of aggressive way. It's just because they do care, but mm-hmm. they care in their own way. Yep. And they don't understand what it is on this side where it's just like in a lot of ways, whether there's support or not support, it really becomes a lone wolf time where you have to grind. You have to get up. No one's telling you, telling you to go to work. No one's telling you to, you know, that you have a nine to five shift today. Mm-hmm. It's Okay. All right, I'm booked for this today. I got to go to the studio here today. Then I got to go do this. And also, how important is it to promote yourself on social media when you want to... Facts. You know what I mean? Because, you know, unless you're already at that point where you have gained success, that media doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. But media now, if you're getting any into anything when it comes to chasing your dream, it's everything. Because who are you? You could be the greatest DJ. You could be the greatest artist. You could be the greatest clothing brand. But who, who, how, how are you going to be at the point where you want to be without people portraying, knowing? Portraying, you, you got to portray yourself a certain mm-hmm. way online. You got to stay active. Mm-hmm. If you're not in front of that camera all the time, beyond all the time, if you're not strategically like planning when you're going to show yourself or letting people know if you're like an artist, letting people know when you're going to show yourself to ha- like maybe at build anticipation mm-hmm. for people to want to feel excited for the next thing you're going to drop, next thing you're going to post, like. It doesn't even it doesn't even make any sense. Exactly. And most people don't even utilize social media the right way. Everyone just posts. They just post every day and hope for the best. Mm-hmm. No type of marketing, no type of plan. It's just a, a hope. Like when they drop music without like promoting, mm-hmm. and they just hope for the best. Exactly. Like it's crazy. And it's social media is one of the biggest keys to being able to uh, in this like, time and day, exactly because before. Think about it. Like when you go back in time, like a an individual such as um, I'm gonna try to name a um, I'm trying to name someone like an old school artist. It could be like Tupac. We could go as you know as basic. So you're talking about that era. We're talking about that era where it's just like there's no social media. They have to go outside. They got to go sell their CDs. See, I got some peers who they went crazy during that era. Okay. They used to they talk about that every like all the time. (laughs) <laughs> how lucky we are that we're not in that era mm-hmm. and we have social media and everything because back then it was like you got to move around you got to find you got to go to different towns go to different states and literally stand on corners and hand out cds to spread the word of who you are like it's not how it is now where you could just go on instagram and put an ad and place that ad in all these foreign countries mm-hmm. in the u.s like you had to go to these places to let people know who you are it's crazy, bro. The way that this world and the thing is that set up, I love that you put it that way because, you know, in that era, they had to leave their state to go and spread word to another state, mm-hmm. right? We do that with a click of a button. Yeah. And it goes all around the world. <laughs> so it's like, I don't think people realize how important social media is. Like, I get it. Like, if you're using it for the right reasons, if you're not using it for the right reasons, and when I say the right reasons, I'm saying to promote yourself, to do anything. Like, listen... There's people that still use Instagram to just post pictures, which is a great Teach thing. Their own. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're not, if your career has nothing to do with social media, 
then post fine. Freely. Post pictures. Enjoy enjoy the app. Enjoy yourself. But for people that are trying to become an influencer or trying to become anything where it, it's it's you need to be known. You better have a plan, my boys exactly. and girls. Exactly. But um, just to get back into you and your story, right? Like, what is it that keeps you hustling? Like, what is that like drive? Why? Where does it come from? It comes from a couple places. It comes from myself and just wanting to be great. Like every day, I see where I'm at, and I just know I could be somewhere else. Probably my family too. My mom, she be struggling. I be helping her out as much as I can, but still. I just don't, yeah, I think that's it. Just me and my moms, to be honest. So, Mostly me, though. I definitely have this, like, need to want to be, like, great every, all the time. Mm-hmm. You, I don't know. You mentioned that um, you and your moms, right? Mm-hmm. Has that always been life for you? Just me and my moms? Nah. No? Mm-mm. Why? Why, why, why? Well, um, I guess, why do you say that? Or what what was life for you growing up? Uh full family. Full Mom, family. dad, sister, pops. Gotcha. Yeah. So what's it called? I'm actually gonna pause real quick. I'm gonna cut that out. Because I feel like it, I thought I was gonna get something with there. Mm-hmm. Like with the you know, outside of building the relationship. But since it was more than that, I assumed <laughs> that it was less than that. So we're, I'm gonna just take that part you out. You good. <laughs> um but so your your life everything stems from the fact that you know where you came from where where your family has been through what mm-hmm. you know what you've been through right so do you feel like in some ways music has kind of not saved you but helped you out in life I've definitely learned a lot from beyond just working in music like understanding people cuz you learn a lot about the person you're recording as you're recording with them Beyond, like, conversations and stuff, before and after. Because people change once they get cozy with you Mm -hmm. as an engineer. Like, they start to see you as family, and it's unavoidable. Like, you can't, even if they're the most stuck-up artist, which I've had, and they'll come in there and they're like, I know everything, you don't know anything. Because a lot of them, them them younger, younger artists be like that. As time goes on through that session... By the end, they want to know everything about me as an engineer because of how well I treated them throughout and how like because I'm like mad funny when I'm on, on I'm behind them I'm when I'm recording them and stuff because like I like making people comfortable just like yeah. you you know you got me comfortable here today I like this is how I like to make them feel when we're recording mm-hmm. so that they understand that I'm with them throughout the process I'm not just here to like hit a button and let them do what they want. Like yeah, they yeah. gotta understand that I'm with them for the music to make sure that they have the best product possible. Exactly. And the best way is to get them comfortable and make them understand that I'm that make portray to them that I am part of the family. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot where I was going with this. <laughs> <laughs> it happens, bro. <laughs> um but bro. W- 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 so I asked you how did music like help you in life? And understanding people. Mm-hmm. Understanding people. Um Gave me a career. Definitely gave me a career. I came into it not really understanding the business of it, too. So it taught me how to be more of a businessman when it comes to all this different, all the different routes that business can go in music. I never really knew until I was in the middle of it. Um, it's definitely made me 
it keeps me on my toes. It made me more on my toes too. Did you ever think that you know? Well, you were currently working with um, well, in Def Jam, correct? Mm-hmm. Underneath um, believe Demon Time. Demon Time. Um, what has that experience been like for you? Demon Time. Demon Time's a family, bro. It's it's crazy because when I first came in, it was just I was looking at it as just another you know client. To be honest, I met O. Um, we chopped it up and we figured I would probably be a good fit to just record and you know, I I didn't really see it as more than that until I started getting to know everybody and it was crazy because the first day there, um. I was meeting with Bus. He's one of the A and R's, and we were chopping it up. Whatever. He got a call, and then I hear Malik coming down the hallway, and he was singing something. I don't know what he was singing, but he came into the room and he saw me and he was like, "He was like, you the engineer?" And I was like, "I'm a engineer. <laughs> like, are you waiting on somebody? I don't know." And it was just mad funny because it was mad genuine. But that's how we met. Mm-hmm. And off right off there, it was like, nah. It's nothing special about you. And he thought the same about me. And the next time we had our session, our first session with through Demon Time, it was like one of our, the craziest sessions because we both got to experience like his story. He's from Arkansas. Okay. So I never worked with someone with that type of like um, accent mm-hmm. in his music. So it was different for me. And I was like, you know, teasing him throughout. But it was just crazy. Like I looked at it as business, but even from that first session, it became like, he became like a friend to mm-hmm. me. And I never do that with my clients. I never really become close because things just get weird sometimes. But then it became that with Demon Time in general. Like, they just became, like, we just became mad close. Even today, call me today to get to get some stuff done, too. Um, But, yeah, Demon Time's, like, Demon Time's family, for sure. Yeah. Definitely family. So, like, I, I just think it's crazy because, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but did the younger you ever think that you'd be where you are now? No. No? Why do you say that? Younger me thought I was going to be a cop. Really? Mm-hmm. Why, do you, uh, why did you want to be a cop when you were younger? Because I looked up to my cousin a lot. Okay. He wanted to be a cop. But then when I was in college, it was like, I just, the more I went to school for it, the more I realized I didn't want to do it. Gotcha. It wasn't for me. Yeah. I don't regret it either. And- I feel like that's such an important, why, like, when it comes to finding something that is for you, why do you think it's so important to do something that feels like it's right for you? Because you only got one life, bro. It's like, why would you spend your time in your one life trying to work towards something that you actually, that you do not care about? It doesn't make any sense. Respectfully. I just want to, like, like all everything that I do brings me genuine happiness, because I I feel it in my heart that it's making me happy. Mm-hmm. I've had multiple jobs before I started doing this music stuff, and it was always the same feeling of just trying to get pot get get another day by. But now I get that feeling of like I can't wait till the next session. I can't wait till the next day to work with this guy, this guy, or this girl. And oh my god, this this girl's so talented. What song we're we gonna make today? Like mm-hmm. like I, I, I it's. It's a it's a blessing. I think it's a different feeling when you're doing something you enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. And I want to say this: when you're doing something you enjoy doing, please don't expect to make money right away. Nah, you don't. Because you're kind of at a proving point. Correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't want anybody to get this false image or false um, I guess 
narration or story that, you know, you make money when you're doing something you love. In the beginning, no, it's kind of hard. And I'm still in my beginning stages. Like, I'm making some money here, some money there, but I'm making it. And mm-hmm. I'm trying to make this happen. But it's not easy. But I'll tell you what. I go to my full-time job that I'm currently working, and I hate being there. But I go and do this. I might not make any money that day. And if you cancel on me, I'd be more upset than my job calling me and telling me I can't come into work that day. That's a fuck. Because if it's it's a different feeling. Like, it's a weird. When someone cancels or someone wants to reschedule or no shade. No, <laughs> but you get it. Like when it comes to you, do you know you be being an engineer? If someone's like, right, I can't come in today," it's like, "Damn, I really wanted to work today. Mm-hmm. Like I really wanted to come in the studio and do this today." And it's just like when something like that inconvenient or something happens, you know, then things in life happen because your passion. Exactly, it's just that passion that something that makes you wake up every morning. It's just like I love doing this, and it's like the money will follow. Like I, I stop. People got to stop worrying about the money so much. And just love it. Just find that some one thing that you love doing. And if you think it can make you money and you think that, it, you know, you'll be happy doing it for the rest of your life, do it and understand it'll, it'll all follow. Even more so as like as a creative, like you cannot jump into this thinking you're just going to make a bag off of it. Like if you want to be a videographer, photographer, go do, go shoot some free videos, some free photos and just showcase what you can do impress people with how much you just like to do what you do and then a bag will follow it's inevitable but you got to be a master of your craft first Mm -hmm. before you can just expect to start making a master amount of money a master's pay exactly like Like you can't expect it just i'm two months in like Mm -hmm. and i'm I'm gonna tell you there's going to be correct me if i'm wrong but um, i would love to hear what you have to say but I want to say in the one to two, one, two or three month mark, you start to get in your head a little bit because you think you've been doing When I first started? Yeah. Because for me, when I first started, I was doing it for three months. I was like, ah. I mean, when I first started, I was making beats. I was in my basement. Yeah. So I already knew I wasn't making no money Mm -hmm. because I was still trying to prove yourself, prove myself to myself and be comfortable with what I'm making to even show to other people. Exactly. But yeah, one to three month, one to three month, I wasn't even thinking about money yet. Exactly. Like I, I wasn't thinking about money. It was more the fact that, like, am I doing the right thing right now? And I feel like you quite like not you, but I feel like people question themselves a lot. I was questioning. Nah, I was definitely questioning myself, but it wasn't uh, me. I'm real with myself mm-hmm. with where my where I stand. So it wasn't even me question. It was my family questioning me. And then that was kind of bringing me down because I was like, damn, they don't believe in what I'm trying to do. Mm -hmm. I always believed in myself. But like we said earlier, when it comes to family, it just it's it's different because I think that the one person or the one they're the one group people you hope would be with you. And if they are with you, God bless you, because that's going to push you to be even greater. Mm -hmm. But they're the one people that could get under your skin. The Mm -hmm. one people. Because as much as they love you and the much as they want to support you, you know, sometimes like the things they say, even if it's coming from the best place, it can definitely bring somebody It could down. even be out of love that mm-hmm. they're trying to tell you like, oh, maybe you shouldn't be doing this. Mm-hmm. It could be out of love, but it just it don't feel like it. Exactly. Especially when it's like, you know, it's something that you know that you that love you're doing. you're really sick, so I'm saying. Like, and you've in, in, in a lot of ways, and you know, that's the thing. Like, I know that like some 
I get not dumb example, but for one example is I know my my grandparents wouldn't understand unless I interview somebody that they listened to growing up. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where it's just like, oh, you interviewed. You know what I mean? <laughs> if I go and I say I interviewed, even if I say I interviewed a bad bunny, they're gonna be like, okay. You know, but you you still get a job. You know, like That's what you I'm get saying. something. It's just like we got to stop proving to everybody else and be like, all right, we got this. And you know, parent family is gonna get under your, under your skin all the time. Like it's gonna happen. Everybody has something to mm-hmm. prove, though. Yeah. To someone or to some, even to themselves, it's hard exactly. to just let that go. That idea of proving. Mm-hmm. Why do you say that? I don't know. Something comes from the satisfaction of proving it. Good. Okay. So it's like proving it might even push you to prove it to the next. It's so weird. Yeah. Proving yourself. Like what? Do it for you, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, and I talk, I've talked about this a few times, but, um, when it comes to the fact that there's a popularity contest that doesn't exist, Mm -hmm. you know, where people just want to be popular and they got this idea from high school where I'm going to be the best and I'm going to always be treated as like the most popular person. It's like when you get into the real world, it's different. It's just completely different. You're nobody to nobody. Nope. Like when you get out of high school, no one knows. Who high you school are. is crazy. High school is so weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you're just, you're around the f- same people all the time. It's a so false you reality. You feel like you get a status because you're around all these people mm-hmm. and they know you for this. But once you're in college and you're seeing different people every day, like, or even just in workplace, it's different. They do not care. Nah, they don't care, man. You you are nobody. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it's a, it's a funny way that life transitions when you get out of Adult there. Adult life in general. Mm-hmm. No one's coming to save you, man. Exactly. You're on your own. Exactly. But um, just to get back into you and your story, mm-hmm. right? Like, what was one of your favorite moments as an engineer? One of my favorite moments. Yeah, one of your favorite moments. Probably Malik performing our songs. Yeah. When we went to Rhode Island. It was just different. Because it was one of his first big shows, too. And it was one of my... It was probably one of my first times one of my songs were being performed. Yeah. So it was just a different feel. Leading up to the the whole... It was like a seven-hour drive or something like that to Connecticut, like... But seeing Malik perform was different. Mm-hmm. Seeing him hyped up in the back room, playing all the unreleased music, like hyping each other up, it was it was different. I think things like that, especially like when people don't realize that, you know, you are what kind of make up what everything happens. Without mm-hmm. people really like without you, what 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 would be happening with you know, for these artists? And bad quality. Exactly. Like <laughs> bad quality, bad takes. Bad quality, bad takes, and probably less songs getting done. Exactly. As a whole. I keep I try to keep people inspired when we record. So for the people that don't know what a music engineer is, would you be able to describe it? I know I should have done this in the beginning, it's but cool. we're doing it now. It's cool. Uh, you said describe it? Yeah, if you had to tell somebody, like, a, basically a job description. What so is a music I sit engineer? there, and I got a volume knob on this hand and my mouse on this hand. And I go from here to the keyboard, and I start tapping buttons and clicking buttons. And all all this does combined helps me create your music. All right, so let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I record people, bro. They stand in front of the mic. I twist, I turn buttons to turn up levels and stuff. And then I add effects to their voice. 
and I mix that together with the music. I level everything out and make it sound good as a whole. Gotcha. But it's that's the technical side. The creative side is helping the artists make sure that they're getting their best take of whatever they're saying. Or if it's a good take, great take, whatever, and I have an idea for a better take, or a better because I be songwriting a little when I when I work too, so I'll give people ideas on words they could say. They say they can't get it, or they're they're saying too much and it feels sped up. I'll I'll dumb that verse that uh, that line down to give them more space, mm-hmm. or I'll literally sing a little bit and like show them the the notes that they could be hitting, and if it sounds good, we do it and we keep it. I get. Like, a lot of engineers, they don't do that. They just hit record and, like, do you like that? You like that take? All right, let's move on. How about that one? That one's good for you? All right, let's move. Nah, I don't do that. If I don't like that take, you're doing it again. Like, I don't care if you got to do it a hundred times. You're going to do that take until it's right. And that's kind of what separates me from these other engineers and why people like working with me so much because they get that that sense that I care. And it's important as a as a business you know, you got to show your clients that you care and that, that'll make them keep coming back. Be, and even beyond the business, it's just being genuine. Like, I don't care if you do want to come back and pay pay or not. Like, if I like your music, I'm going to make sure it's the best music. Mm-hmm. And even if I don't like your music, it's still going to be the best music it could be if as long as you're in my hands. You're going to leave that door happy because, you know, I put my all into it and helped you bring your all into it. In the beginning, <clears throat> just to bring it back up, um, you said that what makes this all worth it is, or what is as important as being a music engineer is understanding the people, right? Why is it important to understand people? And that is, I mean, even outside of music. That's a good question. Because some people, they don't understand, like, or even me in general. All right. Damn, I got to think. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. It's, it's a, a little question. bit of a deep question when it yeah. comes to that because I do think underst- I think you bring up a great point. Sitting there and understanding people and, you know, everybody has a different outlook on mm-hmm. life. So I think that it's, it's, it's very important to understand people. I just want to know what do you feel like? Why is it so important to understand people outside the music industry, of course? Because people are, people are everything. People are so important, bro. And... I say that in a, from the perspective of like being so locked in and not trying to be close to people. You just you put yourself in a space where you can't even talk. And that's that's just sucks as a as an engineer in general, I'm always talking, I'm always communicating. So I have no choice but to get close to the people that I'm with. But I don't know, man. I just gain I got to a point where I just, I enjoy people. I want to get to know people now. Mm-hmm. I can't really explain, like, the importance of it, but I can say that throughout the process, it made me want to really understand and everyone in the room, mm-hmm. no matter where we're at. Like, because you never know who's who. You mm-hmm. never know what their story is. Like, you can get inspired by someone's story, mm-hmm. whether it's success or mistakes, and they'll just, it's like lessons. You learn things from other people mm-hmm. compared to, just being quiet and not trying to get to know anyone, like, you're just going to... It's it's crazy, bro. You you can learn a lot from the person next to you. Exactly. That's a good... I have a good story, actually. Um, 
I was I on like my way. Stories. I was in New York, and I was on my way back. Um, can you do me a favor? What's up? Could you move the mic just a little bit? Oh, uh, to me. Back. That should be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was in New York. I was on my way home from school, and I had some Shake Shack in my hand, and I just get. I'm about to eat on the train, which you you should not do. Don't do that, because <laughs> you'll literally like you'll make a mess. But I was too hungry, and I was about to miss my train. I was like, damn, just ran. Started eating, and then there's this guy that's sitting next to me. He's on his laptop. He's literally, he's working, and I'm like, what you doing there? He <laughs> was like, just working on the spreadsheet, whatever, and I was like, it looks so fun, bro. And we just start joking around, whatever. Oh, I'm grubbing on Shake Shack. And he's like, he's like, well, what were you doing out here? And I was like, I was in school, whatever, for this, this, and that, for audio and everything. He was like, wow, that's cool. I was like, what do you do? He's like, oh, I'm, a, I'm the senior VP of this company, and I was like, I never heard of it. What's that company for? He's like, oh, we own a bunch of radio stations around the U.S. And I was like, that's fire. What's up? Like, you guys need interns or anything? I was like, or before that, I was like, you guys are also, do you, any companies I might know of? Bro, this dude is a senior VP of the company that owns XXL. And I was like, what? Here I am grubbing on Shake Shack and I'm just sitting next to this dude, random as hell. Like, but it was just crazy. Going back to our other point. You learn by trying to understand the people around you. You never know who is in the room, who is next to you, and you only find out by being an open, a person who's open and willing to converse with any type of stranger. Mm-hmm. But it was that was one of those lessons that stuck with me, where it was like, yeah, you gotta, you never know who you who who you might be next to. It's good to try and communicate with people in general, even if I'm walking down the street and I just see some like, you know, I'll I'll still I'll say something just mm-hmm. to like. Try and brighten someone else's day. You never know what your words can do to impact how someone's day is going. I love that you bring that up because I've been looked at as weird, right, for a long time. Like, my, even my girl. Like, I'll go up to somebody, right? Even And one thing I want to say is I, I'm i not a cheater, right? Mm. But my girl What's be that got to do with anything? <laughs> my girl See, now sick. you put a light on yourself. <laughs> I know she probably watches right now. But... I'm going to make this clear. Hmm. My girl will be sitting next to me or like we'll be and I'm like, "Hey, I like her outfit." Some people think oh, that's to a cheating. random person. Yeah. Some people think like looking at women like that is cheating. I, I don't think that way. I, I mean, think did if you I'm do it to a girl? Yes. You kind of weird, bro. No, no, no. I, I don't say like no, no, no. I'm saying like <laughs> her like on what is it called? Like if she got a dope ass outfit on, right? Like I like her fit. I so was it's it a street some, fit? A street fit. I So no, not you on some, it. you know what I mean? Like they were wearing tight, tight everything. dress everything. No, that's yeah. different. Yeah, that's But I'll be like, I like my thing is because of this podcast and everything. I love a whole bunch of different topics now. I like clothing. I like fashion. Mm-hmm. I like, um, I like music. I like the way that oh, this girl she can rap or you know this guy he he got a dope ass fit on. So it's just a bunch of things. Damn, now I'm trying to now I'm proving myself to you because I got to make sure I don't sound crazy on here. But my point is is <laughs> basically being an open book and being able to converse with people is so important and not. What's it called? Um, because uh, this the, the, what I'm trying to get at is basically there's people that can't converse with people, right? Mm-hmm. They don't think it's normal for me to just go up to somebody and be like, "Hey, I like your shoes." You know what just I mean? talk in general, exactly. Like I'm I'm a big person that's like I like to compliment. I like to compliment mm-hmm. you. I think that if you have nice if you have a nice pair of jeans on, I might go up to you and be like, "Those are nice pair of jeans, bro." Facts. And I might just leave it at that. But if you want to talk to me, you could talk to me. Mm-hmm. But I feel to like, an extent, exactly. I got a little, you know, yeah. Uh, I'm out of here, bro. <laughs> <laughs> try, to, try to end the convo somehow, somewhere. But I think it's crazy how like how 
important conversing is and understanding. Just, even just a little bit. Yeah. Just just small talk. Like let's talk or let let's let's be more I guess together because like we're so apart right now. Exactly. And people and what I was trying to get at, right? And I said it completely wrong, but I think there's a divide when it comes to gender, right? When like a guy if a guy goes up to a girl and compliments, it's it's wrong. If a girl goes up to a guy and compliments, it's it's wrong. But if you do it to the same sex, it's it's okay. But I like that divide where like especially I feel like in this community where it's whether it's I when I say cre- I want to say creatives in the community of creatives, it is normal for somebody to just go up to somebody no matter what you identify as and just be like I like what you're doing mm-hmm. or I like what, they, what you like I like what you're doing I like what you got going on right now you, you're doing amazing and in a lot of different ways people don't think that's normal you know what I mean does that I make more you. sense it 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 makes a little sense I I don't. F- Mm. I can agree and disagree okay. to some points, but more in the perspective of like the mind of someone who's doing that. Okay. Cause some people just don't do that. They don't know how to be open cause they're so used to being to themselves. Mm-hmm. But me and you, you know, I don't, I don't mind having small talk with random people. Exactly. And hearing their story of whatever they got to, to talk and you, about. And like you said, some people are w- waiting for someone to go up to them to talk. Exactly. Like you don't think these people with amazing fit. You know what I mean? Like people go all day, especially fashion designers, all day putting on clothes, mm-hmm. trying to get a nice style. You don't think like a compliment, my. You know what I mean? Like sometimes they they say they don't. Like anybody does. Like sometimes I put a fit on. I don't need nobody saying that. But if someone says something, it feels happy good. As hell. You know what I yep. mean? But I appreciate you. I put work into this fit. Exactly. So my point in all that is basically I just got to my say, pants from here. I got my shirt. From <laughs> exactly. <there. laughs> Small talk, and then once the clothing, <laughs> once that talk's over, it's like, all right, you have a good day, and it's just exactly. that's it. That's it, and they're right there. Exactly, and my point in all saying this is, you like you said, to get come back to it, you don't know who you don't know who can be sitting next to you, you don't know who you could be in the same room with, mm-hmm. and it's just about talking and being out, being able to express yourself. Being a human, bro. Exactly, because we're all come, we all came from the same place, and we, we all live on the same world, and we all leave. The same way. Like, there's no difference when it comes to that. Mm-mm. So, I think it's a beautiful thing to converse with people. I think it's a very important thing to do. I think it's a very important skill to for people to have. And if you don't aren't comfortable doing that, like, I do think, you know, if you want to build on that, of course, you can build on that. But if you don't and you just want to stay to yourself, that's fine as well. But, you know. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt. It definitely helps build character, too. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But um, what is if, what do you feel like is one skill... That got you to where you are now. Skill. Mm-hmm. Patience. Patience. Why patience? Things take time. Nothing comes on a silver platter when you demand it or when you feel like you need it most. Sometimes you just got to be patient and things will happen when they're supposed to. And that usually works out way better. Not yeah. I, I think patience is, is, I think some people, they can't accept the fact that nothing, like you said, it, it's not supposed to happen right now because I said so right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, because my situation is this and I need it right to happen right now. And, you know, I'm a big, I'm a big believer in, um you know, I believe in God and if no one else, you know, if there's other people that don't, like, I understand, like, if you mm-hmm. have your own faith, that's fine. um We, we accept everybody here. But um, basically what I'm trying to say is 
I believe that he gives you things that you're ready for and when you're ready for it, not out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. whether that's, you know, something that you got going good on. Good and bad. Exactly. Not everything's going to be good. Like I say that all the time. Like life is not easy. Whether you're rich or you're not rich, life is not easy. You you just got to understand that, like you said, patience. Patience is everything. You just got to relax, cool down, and understand that. Wouldn't it be so great if everything just went great all the time? Yeah. But then it's like, how do you even grow without the bad? Yeah. I'm actually going to pause real quick. Cause yeah, because of the, the drill. Yeah. I'm telling you, this is she's beginning. So basically, this is I'm gonna call this out, right? <laughs> but basically, she's got work going on in the house. Um, she's been she remodeled the entire house in the back, and now she's doing the living room. So I didn't know she was doing the living room today. If I knew she was doing the living room today, I would have waited to, mm. to, to to do this interview like maybe later tonight because I don't think they're gonna be here that long. But as soon as they're done, I I think we're good to go. Okay. Okay, so we're back at it, right? We had to pause real quick because there was some th- noise going on upstairs. Um, but just to keep going, right? Uh, we were talking about patience mm-hmm. and how patience is key, right? I want to also talk about how the fact that you know what we haven't been able to talk about yet is all the things that you have been able to accomplish, right? Mm. Where whether that's the individuals that you've been able to work with, where you know off camera you spoke, you said that you met this engineer, then. You met this per- person, then this person, this person, all by networking, connecting, right? Mm-hmm. So what is it? Well, actually, what does it feel like? Well, now I want to ask, how important is it to network and connect? Well, networking is everything. You're not going to connect if you don't network. Mm-hmm. You need to talk. Like what we were talking about earlier, t- just talk to people. Figure out how you can add value when it comes to networking. It's just, it's a, it's a major part of being able to, move forward and progress um i had a point i forgot what it was though well we're still on point. the network and connecting if you want to get not, back something, to it we something could, came to yeah get back to yeah, it yeah, yeah okay so if you remember it you could cut yourself mm-hmm. off right or cut me off um but who was chris before Eastside chris he was just mixed by chris what mixed by chris he was just mixed by chris no i mean he, not the name. <laughs> I mean, um, like, who was Chris as a person before he found what he was going to do in life? That's a deep question. As a person, he wasn't wildly motivated. He wasn't ambitious. He was a guy who just liked to party and have fun. Be with his friends, play video games. Honestly, it was just—I don't want to say what I want to. I was regular. I was just trying to be a regular guy. Just do, have a job, and maybe find a girl, whatever. I wasn't really trying to do too much. What does it feel like to remember that mindset of yours back then? It's just—it's crazy the A and B, because at that time I would just. I love my free time out of work. Now I just want to work. Yeah. Sometimes I get stuck. I get. I go back to that though. Like yeah. I feel it. Like I just want to chill today. I just want to chill tomorrow. I want to chill. I, I'm just trying to figure this out. I'll make excuses to not do anything. Yeah. Kind of to try and relax, but yeah, you won't grow. I don't grow. 
And then I realized that, and I'm like, nah, I can't. I can't do that. I got to be who I am. That's not who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't just hang out. I got to progress. I got to get my brand going. I got to get these shirts done. I got to... I gotta edit this video. I gotta. Oh, I could do. I could do studio today. Let me. Let me hit this person up and go book some ses- book a and book a session. Like, I don't. I don't chill anymore. I'm not. That's not who I am. And it's crazy. Like you said, the A and B to go from somebody who really didn't know what he wanted to do in life was really just laid back. Did like, like you said, unmotivated. Mm-hmm. And to the person you are now, who is hustling every day to get what he wants. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful thing when you see that change because I think a lot of people, you know, and it's okay. If there's anybody in here that's, you know, in high school, middle school, whatever it is, you know what I mean? And you're still trying to figure life out. That's fine. You're in that time period. People don't usually find who they are until years later. Mm -hmm. Some people find out who they are earlier. I didn't find out who I was till I was like 21, 22. And even that's not who I was. It was just me figuring out who I could be Mm -hmm. if I put in work. It's crazy, man. It's crazy. And what I do want to get into before we go ahead and end everything off, I want to ask you. So you also mentioned that you also have gotten into video editing and a clothing brand. Mm-hmm. So what is the name of your clothing brand? My clothing brand is called Eastside Apparel. That's my baby. Yeah. Yes. I love my brand so much. Is it new? Brand new. Brand new? Brand new. How long have you been doing it now? How long have you been doing it? About two months now. Two months, just, oh, just straight drawing. Yeah, just drawing. I have like, I have like over two hundred designs, bro. Yeah, so I've just you been like drawing it. crazy these last two months. Gotcha. And just so I was drawing and trying to figure out like the process to get stuff made, while also thinking of a plan yeah. for how I want everything to go. Now I'm at a really good spot though, cause. I spent all that time drawing. I have all these designs ready. Now it's just about getting the stuff done. Yeah. And fulfilling my plan. I'm not going to give the plan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fulfilling my plan. And I want to get into the video editing, but if there's anybody at home that's listening and you hear a bunch of, well, I don't even know that as a, a drill, I'm sorry. There's stuff going on in the background. We're going to keep it going because we're going to make sure that we get this all done and all said and done. Mm-hmm. But, um, so when it comes to the video editing, mm. right? How is it that you got into it? Uh, my boy, he's um, he's a director. His name is Prime, not that Prime. Okay. Another Prime. <laughs> um, he's uh, he's been directing for years now, and he's always asked me to if I wanted to get into it, I should, or that I tell me that I should. It's another thing that I could do, and it it goes back to that unmotivated thing. I got really, excuse me, I got really comfortable. Oh, my God. Comfort is, once you get comfortable, bro, that's when things start going bad. I'm looking right at the camera when I say Mm -hmm. that because it's true. Once you get comfortable, something bad is about to happen. You're supposed to be uncomfortable all the time. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm so uncomfortable with all the different things that I can do because I'm always trying to figure out what I want to do. It's like, I got, so I, I like to stay in that mindset. Yeah. So my boy, he's a director, or whatever, and he was like, "You should try to get into video editing." And I always said, "Nah, I don't feel like trying to learn something new right now. I don't got time for that. Like, I'm yeah. trying to, I gotta keep doing my consistent thing and making my money, whatever." But then I go back to where I was a year or two ago. How did I become successful in music by being uncomfortable and trying to learn and trying to do things for free, whatever? 
So now I'm getting back into that. I'm picking up video editing with him. He's teaching me some stuff. Um, he's worked with a lot of people. So I'm getting taught by someone who really knows what they're doing. Gotcha. So it's it's great, bro. All right. So we are at the end of the podcast. I hope that we were able to talk about everything that you know we possibly could. Mm. Um, do you feel like we did? Yeah. Yeah? I feel like we hit everything. I wish I could remember that networking point, but it's cool. If yeah. you end up hearing it at the end, if you all of a sudden start to get it at the end when I say my last sentence, you get it. <laughs> we'll put it in. But um, I'm gonna go ahead ask you the ending questions, hmm. right? So, what is it that wakes you up every morning? Maybe even keeps you up at night to do what you're doing. Hmm. You and these questions. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make them good, bro. I gotta right. make them good. What keeps me up at night or makes me want to get up in the morning? As of right now, just seeing my brand come to life. Like, going from seeing it just on iPad, digital, to imagining just me wearing my brand all the time. Or the the way I want my brand for people to see it. That's what gets me up right now. Gotcha. For sure. And honestly, learning new things every day. Cause I'm all, you know, once with the IG algorithm and everything. <laughs> yo, they wilding upstairs, my butt. Yo, yo, with the algorithm on uh-huh. IG, like you start thinking of something or you start looking for something, talking about something, it starts popping up. Yeah, so yeah. whenever I see videos of everything, like branding videos or video mm-hmm. editing videos, like I always send it to myself to watch it again later, um, because I'm just so excited about it all. But yeah. that's definitely what gets me up. Got you. Again, I want to apologize. Yeah, bro, that drilling is crazy. <laughs> um, what's it called? But the other question. What is the message that you would give to your future self? To my future self? Mm-hmm. Hmm. I know we got there. And I'm glad I didn't know how we got there. Mm, that sounded deep. We're going to keep it like that? Yeah. All right, we're going to keep it like that. Um, last but not least, what do you want the world to know about Eastside Chris and all that drilling upstairs? You said what? <laughs> what do you want to know? Well, no, what do you want the world to know about Eastside Chris? Man, I want y'all to know that if you put in that time to learn whatever you want to learn and to get to wherever you want to be, you're going to get there. But you got to put that time in first. Also... I want y'all to know that my brand is so fire, bro. And I can't wait for y'all to, to experience it. Gotcha. So that is the end of the pod, Eastside Chris. Um, I do want to say I appreciate you for being here. Usually what I do is I tell you the camera's right there. So if there's anything you want to say at all, this is your time. But I feel like you kind of did that already. Mm. So, well, is there anything else you want to say? <laughs> I can't think the network no. there. Okay. I can't remember it. So we're going to leave it at that. It's all right. Eastside Chris, I want to say I appreciate you for being here. I appreciate you for having me, bro. Of course, bro. I hope we, you know, I had a great conversation with you. Facts. I enjoyed it very, very, very much. Um, I think we had a lot of laughs, a very unique experience. Experience. Um, other than that, this is the community pod. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe, leave a like, put on post notifications so you never miss a future episode. Also, leave a comment. Let me know your favorite part. Lastly, if you're watching on audio platforms, please leave a review. It allows people to find my platform i also like reading your comments and what you have to say uh and also if you are on audio platforms or watching on youtube please go back to the older episodes let me know how you think about those and 
This is the community pod. If you're new here, welcome to the community pod. I'm building a community of amazing creatives and people that like to listen into stories about people who are chasing their dreams. And that is it for the people that have been here. I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. We're out. Peace. Fire.